Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Ladies Night get to do another Stranger Things episode, and that makes me so damn happy. Natalia Dyer is here on the show. Hello, welcome, and congratulations. Hi, thank you so much. Happy to be here. So we have a lot of Stranger Things stuff to talk about, but we need to pave our way there. And the first thing we do on Ladies Night, which I didn't warn you about, is we play dicey questions. Usually I have a dice tower, and it's a little more interactive, but the dice tower didn't travel to New York with me. So I have eight numbers here, and you'll pick three of them, and then depending on what questions you get, that's where we're going to start. Okay. So number one through eight, what is your first pick? That's so, let's go with four. Solid choice right there, because you already got a Stranger Things themed question. This one makes me very happy. We're calling it Running Up That Hill. I know you've probably been asked a million times what your song would be, so I'm going to flip it around and ask for your movie. If Vecna had you in his mindscape, what movie could your friends play in order to bring you out of it? Wow, that's a good one. Um, my like my all time favorite movie is something called it's it's called The Fall. But I think also I was just talking about Pirates of the Caribbean uh, last night. It's just like a very quotable. I could watch that movie uh, all day. So maybe yeah, maybe Pirates. I think. I mean, Pirates is solid. But can we go back to The Fall for a minute because that is a stunning film. I know it's it's it's. I mean, it's breathtaking. It's gorgeous. And I, it's funny. You can't, I don't think you can stream it anywhere. And I keep talking. I'm like, you have to watch this movie, but I think I have to get a DVD and a DVD player to show people this movie. Are you, I mean, I guess you could like illegally download it, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, just so, so beautiful. So good. Oh, I'm definitely doing my research on that because that is well worth recommending to everybody. I'm upset. Tarsum Singh is absolutely an incredible visionary. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was pretty young when it came out. And I remember I saw it in the theaters and I was just like, wow, that is that was something else. You know, that that just took me somewhere completely different. Pure movie magic. I love it. All right. Number two for you. What is your next number? Um, how about seven? 
Okay, here's another good one. So seven is IMDb trivia. I get a little obsessed with looking at everybody's trivia page, and I was shocked that you had very few things on your page. So if you could add a super random fact about yourself to that lineup of facts, what would it be? A super random fact about myself. Um, um, I have double jointed elbows and hypermobile elbows. That feels pretty random. Okay. I didn't, I don't, I don't know how the trivia stuff gets on there uh, on IMDb. I don't, I, that's interesting. I've never really looked into it, but. Well, we'll find out if interviews have anything to do with it. If double jointed elbows pops up next week. We'll see. Yeah. Interesting. I have to ask you now for a demonstration. Is that something you can show us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I just, uh, well, I've got these pretty, let's see if I can get this off. They're just, I had someone show me their double jointed thumbs recently. Oh, no, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, they're a little they're a little funny it's yeah they're you know just a little quirk double jointed thumbs though i don't have that yeah it was uh that was like a, a little bit of an alarming demonstration i got where those thumbs bent in all the wrong ways it's always a little alarming it's not your own body and you just see it it's like whoa yep all right you have one more pick here what is your last number i'm gonna go with five okay here here's another one that i love this one is called High Low. Can you give us one audition high and then also an audition low and tell us what you learned from that low? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, audition high. I mean, I mean, Stranger Things is a pretty high. Um, I mean, and low. I, I It was one of those things that I – it was an audition that I had. There were like three stages, and at least for the first two, I – really thought I um just just screwed it up just did not do good I walked out of there being like I think I'm gonna quit I think I'm you know what am I doing here why am I even trying that was awful you're terrible but then you know but then getting the feedback of like oh they loved you <laughs> you know it's, it's it's a really it's a really the audition world is such a funny mental space because I'm really I don't know. You think you have a read on people. They could be like really nice and like you never hear from them or like they say nothing and they're like, they really loved you. Um, so it's a bit, yeah, I feel like that alone is a bit of a high-low situation. Low in the moment, but then, you know, paid off in the end. I could see that. Just to follow up on that a little. So you walk out of the audition thinking that you didn't give them what they wanted, but then you find out that they did like you. What is it like going into the next round? How do you kind of find the balance between how you felt personally, but also knowing that they actually liked what you did before? Yeah, it's wild, right? It's a whole like internal roller coaster. You know, you think, okay, yeah, okay, well, good. I got my foot in the door again. And like, I'll just, you know, I'll just really like this time I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be on it. I'll like, I don't know. It's funny. I can't even exactly remember why I felt so off about it thinking back, but I just remember leaving both of those like, no, just quit. Just stop now. I don't know. It's, it's a really, it's a really funny thing. Now, nowadays you do a lot more, um, a lot more tapes. So, you know, there's, there's less of those, you know, waiting room moments and going in and the adrenaline and then leaving and either feeling like, you know, just like, ah, oh, you like nailed it. You feel amazing. Or you're like, you know, just throw it in the trash and you're like, well, that sucked. Well, I sucked. 
um, you know, actors, really fun people, really. <laughs> I seriously give you all all the credit in the world. As someone who walks away from like itty bitty interviews thinking like, I could have done better. That sucked. I can't imagine putting your craft on the line like that and being assessed in the moment. It's just like, that's just another level of being able to process feedback that I can't compute. Yeah, but it's fun though, right? It's like, you know, you, you, you take the, the highs and the lows of it. That's why you're over there and I'm nice and happy over here celebrating all of your incredible work. Oh, well, I think what you do is incredible as well. I mean, it, it, you know, interviewing people, getting people to talk, I think is that that's not a skill to be slept on. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And it's a good segue to get us into the meat of our conversation. So every single Ladies Night episode starts here. What is the movie, the performance, the personal experience, you name it, that first made you say, yourself I have to be an actor and nothing else gosh um you know I, I started out doing theater um a bit and I thought that's where I was gonna go I think one movie that I saw when I was it must have been in elementary school I think for sure because I remember trying to tell other kids that it was really good um but <laughs> the fan of the offer the film came out and I don't, I watched that movie so many times and I just thought it was beautiful and I thought the music was beautiful and I thought Emmy Ross's performance was beautiful. You know, it's hard to say. It was like, is that the thing that like made me want to be an actor? I don't know, but I, but definitely it was like, oh, I, I had dreams of being on Broadway and being a fan of the opera, I think after watching that. Um, so that was something. That's one of my earlier memories of, of seeing something. I was like, oh, that's that's great. I want to do that. Those early obsessions definitely make a big impression. Yeah, they do. So then do you remember the point where, I don't know, you said to yourself or maybe to your parents, like, this is the career that I want to pursue and maybe deciding on what the first steps to take would be in order to get there? Well, it's funny. It's actually, it just, it, it was very organic. My mom um, was, was a mom, a really lovely mom. And she just wanted, I had an older sister when I was I mean, I still have an older sister. Um, I have a younger sister as well, but I just had the older one then. And she was really into, you know, finding sort of like extracurriculars for her children. And I mean, I did every, like we did, you know, soccer and ice skating and dance class and painting and sculpture and, you know, sports. And, and you know, we try it for a little bit. And then if we didn't like it, it's like, okay, we'll find you know, some, something else that you like was a bit of, you know, like a privilege and, and a luxury and really lovely for her to do that. But um, I was at a summer camp and it kind of got into this, this drama class and uh, yeah, I just really liked it. And, you know, I think she could tell and she, we started like going to auditions just locally for like little like, community theater things. And, you know, it just, it just kind of like took, I just, just was very in love with that world and, and doing it. And, she, and my parents are not, um, you know, they, my mom didn't know anything about it, but she was just very committed to like taking me to auditions and taking me to rehearsals and just like allowing me to keep wanting to, you know, being able to do the thing that I really enjoyed doing as a kid. And then, yeah, you know, at some point I don't, you start, you just keep doing auditions and things. And, uh, you know, so, so it all, it, it never, it never really felt like, oh, like career for the rest of my life. That's my income. That's, you know, it just, I never really thought about it too much in that way until I got into maybe like, you know, college and just, you know, kind of like supporting yourself financially and, and, you know, looking at like 
well, what else do you want to do? What else can you see yourself doing? Um, but it's a very, you know, it's, it's a tough industry to decide um, that it's what you want to be because so much of it is out of your control. Yeah, that is definitely one of the most intimidating elements of it. You you brought up college. I have to ask, when you studied at NYU in Gallatin, was it an acting discipline at all or or major mixture, whatever they came I up with? I took maybe one like summer acting class through Tisch just uh, because I kind of just was like missing having the space to do something. But no, I was really, I mean, I loved... Gallatin is such a great school in the sense that it just gives, you know, so much exploration and so much, um, you know, autonomy over what you're learning. And, you know, I think there's there's a certain person who goes to that school and is like, okay, I want to do like, like music, business, psychology, you know, in a certain context or like very like niche things. And it's great for that. But there's people like me as well, who's just like, I don't know, I just want to like, take all of these really interesting sounding classes and figure it out. And the next thing is they, they encourage that, but I took a lot of really random um, classes and started looking a lot more things like language and translation and like semiotics. And, you know, I, I didn't, I, I was only here for two years, but I, I, you know, before the show started and kind of had to take a break from it but um but yeah I was I was really just all over the place which uh was lovely and fun I tried so so hard to transfer to Gallatin but I was too far into it I never would have finished my degree did you go to NYU I did I went to College of Arts and Science for Journalism where it was either broadcast or print and there was no understanding that anything could exist in between and I found it very frustrating and tried to make my own major but didn't work out still had a lovely time at NYU though yeah it's nice you know it was also it's I do think it's a nice introduction to just like the city um you know it's not your typical college campus experience not at all. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. I loved it. So you said that you jumped into Stranger Things and that meant closing the book on NYU. I mean, like now, now after the show's success, it seems like a no brainer to an outsider. But at the time, was there any like, should I or shouldn't I? Or did you know at that point that that was the right path for you to take then? Yeah, I think, I mean, there was definitely... I mean, it happened pretty fast. I think we got cast in August and I was meant to go back like maybe you know, like a month or two later for the next semester. So I'd already signed up for all of my classes for the next semester. Um, you know, I think, you know, in some ways there was like maybe a slight hesitation, probably more so for my, my parents, but I mean, they, they understand that it was you know, it was, it was like the early days of Netflix and they had done like, you know, a couple of really, really good shows, but it wasn't what it was today is what we think about as, as Netflix. Um, but it was still, it was really exciting. And I think, you know, there was this idea that, you know, follow it and um, see where it goes. And like, you know, school is there later. You can always go back to school, which is a nice, you know, thought probably more complicated in reality but um but yeah it was it, it you know I was very excited it felt you know it felt cool and uh, the part like the project itself was really different and interesting um so yeah I was pretty like yeah I'll just I'll take I'm gonna do this for a while and I can see what happens 
every path is different. You got to roll with decisions like that. Otherwise, I feel like there's no moving forward. Yeah, no, right. I think so. You know, you just got to kind of go with your gut sometimes. Before I jump into Stranger Things full force, I did want to go back to your very first film experience. I know you were really young when you did the Hannah Montana, the movie, but I do always find that first professional onset experiences can make a pretty big impression on someone. So looking back, what expectations did that film set for you in terms of what it could be like to work on more movies and shows in the future? And then, I don't know, did your future films meet those expectations? If not, maybe... Uh, maybe improve on them. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting because I was still in Nashville at the time and there wasn't, there, you know, it wasn't a massive filming town aside from like commercials and music videos. So having this sort of large film roll through, it was very, I think, exciting in the small film community and like acting community there to have this big thing rolling through. Um, and it was a pretty, I mean, it, it's, I don't know, it's like, hard to think like in comparison to what I know now but at the time it felt like a massive production they had huge crane shots they had so, like all of these extras in this open field you know it was the first like trailer experience I had um you know hair and makeup and costume and like it's very yeah it's you know it's it's exciting uh my mom was there with me because I wasn't 18 um, and she remembers it very fondly as well but there is you know it was only a handful of days of work but it you know, it was, it's a very addictive um, place to be on set, you know, just the energy of, of all these moving pieces and getting, you know, going here and going there. And then you know, these cameras, I do think back in the day, I mean, I, I was, you know, I had no concept of like film or what, you know, what it means, like, you know, film acting or like the, the nuances or the, the jargon, or, you know, you're just like, oh, there's like, okay, they take you and you, there's a camera and then there's, rolling and action and cut and it's very you know a lot you're just doing the thing that you know to do but there's so much going on around you um but yeah it was you know it's it's a funny one to look back on but I I do look back on it fondly at this point all right let's just jump into stranger things actually before I even do that I'll just tell everyone go seek out yes god yes there's an excellent movie that you did that uh we caught up uh at South by Southwest, what was it, 2018, 2019 for that one? But that's a great watch. So just to throw out another recommendation that isn't Stranger Things for everyone. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. Woman-led and written and directed and then just a lot of cool people working on a very small film. But yeah. Highly recommend it. Um, all right. So Stranger Things. Going back to, I guess, the audition process a little bit here, what is the biggest difference between the Nancy that you were first presented when you first booked the role compared to the person who she turned out to be? Um, gosh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the guns, the clothes. The <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's there, like there is an essence of her that I think is carried through really nicely that kind of, you know, ties these two ends of the spectrum together pretty well, which is like this sort of um, like intuition, gut, instinct um, to sort of, you know, follow her, 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 you know, her own brain and her own path. But I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I think she was a lot more concerned with appearances and, and, you know, school and just and success and achieving in 
you know, in her small understanding of her small town. You know, I think she always had, was very ambitious, but I just think her ideas of what that means and what that can be have, have shifted wildly. And she's really kind of, um, you know, stepped into this totally uh, new, um, exciting, brave, powerful side of herself. It's fun. It's fun to play. I absolutely cannot get enough of that evolution and watching her just like step up and, you know, not necessarily no fear, but it does feel like a very, uh, like a reasonable, believable balance between fear and drive and that drive coming from the people that she loves. It's just like a very beautiful arc that's been extremely effective. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the Duffers have written some really, um, lovely females and female arcs which is you know it's it's an ensemble show but i i do think often the females steal steal the the storylines i will confirm that you seriously like the five of you now yeah or at least the the five of uh of like the younger ensemble is just running away with things um Looking back at the very beginning of it, it's absolutely mind-blowing how this thing popped when it first came out. So what would you say is one thing that changed due to that success in terms of how the show was made and the production process? But then on the other hand, what is something that stayed totally consistent since day one of working on Stranger Things? I think, you know, I probably got a bigger budget, I, I, I'm pretty sure, for, for the next ones after the first one. Um, I also don't know if the brothers would have addressed the Barb issue in the way that they did. I think that was sort of a, you know, fans were really uh, uh, upset about Barb, understandably. But I think they were like, oh, well, we have to, we have to, we have to address her in the next, in the next season. Um, but this, I mean, I do think that, you know, the people and the environment that we make the show in has been, you know, very consistent and consistently full of just lovely grounded people who are enjoying making this story together. And that's, you know, that's really nice. You know, I think that it's, it's not a show with a lot of big egos on it. It's, you know, very family, family like, um, which is, it's, it's really lovely to be able to go back to that. I love hearing that. I know every single set is different, but I am a big believer that you pour so much time and energy and care into making shows and films that that company should feel like a family. So it's nice to hear that. Yeah, I agree. No, totally. Totally. So to kind of turn that question towards the cast, because sometimes I'll play a superlative game and I'll ask this, and I'm curious your opinion on it. Who of all of the Stranger Things cast members would you label the most change? Who's who's grown the most from day one of filming to, uh, you know, the actor they have become today? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um it's hard. I mean, all, all of the kids, they really, I think this season in particular, you know, I don't know, maybe because it's like working with them more or, you know, they're all 18 now, I think, but all of them have really grown um, and matured as actors incredibly. I mean, they were always very talented, but I think, you know, being there to sort of witness the, you know, the shifts and the, and the nuances and the performances um, and see that firsthand from, from all of them. And so, you know, I think they, they have come into themselves individually and in, in really interesting and, and like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm very proud um, 
I mean, like this season, Sadie has such an incredible season and she was always very, very talented to work with. But I think that's, you know, it's just taking it to another level. It's just seeing somebody, yeah, like grow, grow into themselves. It's really inspiring. You know? Not that I ever doubted her, but I still can't get over how good she is in episode four and episode nine in particular. <laughs> so good. She's, she's so good. All right. Going back to Nancy specifically now. So she's obviously grown a lot over the course of the four seasons. So looking back at all the scenes you filmed, is there any in particular that you would say defined Nancy for you the most, where the second you did it or you read it, something about it made you think, like, I really get her right now and I know what she's capable of? Gosh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I think whenever she sort of, it's interesting whenever she sort of blatantly throws herself into danger, I think, because there's something about her initially, at least, that felt maybe a little more timid and a little more played by the rules. And I think, you know, things like season one, even like going into the tree, you know, like getting like the first time she's like getting, you know, got a gun and like, you know, and I think there's a lot of times in this season where every time she just, you know, is kind of like, I'm gonna, you know, I don't care about necessarily like me or you know the fact that I'm not thinking about it as much as I'm trying to figure this out or get to the bottom of it or stop something I think that says a lot you know that that she's it's she is just very kind of focused and she's not perfect and I think she makes a lot of mistakes and she you know I think within that there's caveats in it um, of, of pros and cons but you know I think it, it does really an inform you know character who's just like just decides like this is what I'm going to do this is what we're doing this is what needs to be done in this moment right now and like I'm going to do it I don't want to describe these as impulsive decisions because I think they're decisions that she earned the right to make but she does often have a habit of just jumping into the deep end when she needs to step up so given that kind of knee-jerk type of decision is there any particular moment for Nancy that required I guess a little discussing with with the duffers or any of the writers or directors something where like you got it, but you needed to talk it through to understand fully why Nancy would choose, you know, A or B. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm sure there's probably loads of them, and some of them. I mean, you know, sometimes decisions are made because oh, we needed to like move this along yeah. in a particular way. I mean, you know, there's a lot we don't see on screen probably that I have questions about. Um, like maybe her gun training and like how often she goes and like shoots these guns and all of that stuff. But there's, there's, you know, I think really with her, some of the decisions I like to discuss are a little more of the like personal relationship, you know, interpersonal dynamics of how she talks to people sometimes or who she, you know, Thinks about there was there was one in season three I remember that um, Nancy and Jonathan have a scene and there was an, an initial version that I mean we both felt was a little like harsh and I you know and she was just very like very very focused to the point of like uh, you know I was I, I was like would she say that like wouldn't would she not care at all about this. Um, and they're very, the, the nice thing is they're, they're very open to talking with us and kind of, you know, working out what feels right. But sometimes, you know, in such a massive show with so many like plot driven, exciting elements, I think, uh, you know, sometimes you really want to like fine tune the, the personal, uh, 
you know, character moments. Makes sense. You have an exceptional team of writers working on this show, but I do have to imagine that after four seasons, you know, the actors playing these characters probably also have an extremely deep understanding of who they are and could speak to that quite right. a bit as well. Yeah, we love them, you know, and you care and like, the, you know, these writers are juggling a million things at once and you're just like, okay, but listen to this. Like, okay, but what about this line? What if I said this instead? And it's, you know, it's very, it's very like, self-serving in a way but you're but self-serving for the character you're like i want them to you know have the best possible um arc and outcome i get it speaks to uh, a company behind a show being a family and a team one person can't do it all on their own every single person down to a pa is absolutely I'm vital absolutely, to the production absolutely think about that all the time oh, yeah. all right moving towards season four now we do wind up getting the necessary broad strokes for what life was like for Nancy between the events of season three and four, but is there any additional character work you found yourself needing to do on the side on your own that maybe we don't see or hear in the actual episodes, but we could feel informing your performance? Um, you know, I think there's a bit, I mean, these days, like there's a lot more physical, um, you know, things going on that I think... I mean, you know, for example, before the show, I'd never shot a gun before. So there's always a little bit of like, okay, you know, practicing the days of, of practicing that. And, you know, if there's stunts, um, I'd never dived. I'd dive this season. <laughs> I'd never dived before, you know? So there's a lot of like, I know Joe, I mean, we did the tank stuff um, like for the water and there's, you know, some breathing training. So it usually gets, it's a lot of like, physical stuff but character wise it's funny they're they're very close to us now i think you know we've, we've spent so much time with these characters it feels very instinctual of um sort of you know dropping into them now as people they feel like very lived in roles i think that's why these characters are so lovable and impossible to let go of when the seasons are over <laughs> yeah. i bet you'll never guess what i'm gonna ask you about next just guess <sighs> Could it possibly be a love triangle? <laughs> okay, but here's my first question about this love triangle. At this point in the show, at this point in Nancy's arc, are you even thinking about it as a love triangle, or are you defining it as something different? I, yeah, it's funny. Me personally, these those questions are always kind of tough to answer because, I mean, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get the the concept, and you know, I can see that it's you know, ooh, you know, repeating things. But for me, in Nancy, it's not. It's just so much more gray than that and so much more realistic in relationships and just how they evolve and how they change and, you know, not putting everything in a box. And I think, you know, in the context of everything that's going on, um, it's, re it's really hard to be like, well, who is she going to end up with? And it's like, well, in the world of our characters, like the world is, you know, potentially going to end and they just had like this giant rift thing and they just narrowly escaped death again I don't know I don't know maybe who's who's to say who she's going to end up with it's a, it's a really funny uh thing but I like I like that it interests people still 
I feel like that's a big reason why it interests me and that usually admittedly when there's a lot going on in a show and there is a quintessential love love triangle, that's the thing that often interests me least. Yeah. But these feel like such deeply personal journeys that are getting at a whole lot more than who's going to wind up with who. It's it's literally about character growth through each other, regardless of, you know, how you want to quantify their relationship. Yeah. No, I think that's well said. That's how it goes for me. With, with that in mind, no matter what happens with them from this point on, what do you think is one thing that she gains from Steve that you find influencing your own portrayal of Nancy? And then also, what is something about her, her experiences with Jonathan that's added a layer to the character that uh, you have enjoyed working with? Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think, okay, so for Nancy and Jonathan, I think they, they really bonded through this sort of outsiderness, I think, which I think our show really is. It's a bunch of outsiders and they're all outsiders in, you know, very different ways. But I think all of them have an element of, of just feeling not um, not the same as like kind of the, the masses. And I think for them, you know, season one, they really bonded over this sense of, of thinking differently than everybody else. Um, and, you know, I think they, they sort of helped each other open up. Um, I think there's like a deep, you know, bond and things that they've been through um, together. There's, you know, that shared trauma thing. Um, and I think with Steve, you know, I think this season, like he's really surprised Nancy. Like these are two characters who haven't seen each other in a while. And I think, you know, there was always like warmth from Steve and like love and there was like a balance, you know, she's the smart girl and he's like the, you know, the jock guy. And there's something about that dynamic that works in a way. Um, but I think, you know, he's really grown up and I think that impresses her a lot this season that he's, he's, he's grown up. He's kind of come to terms with things. Um, and he also like cares deeply and, and, and is brave. And I think that's something that she aligns with as well. So, you know, it's tricky because they're both, I think they're, they're both of those relationships are really interesting. Um, and, you know, they, they ask her to be different things in a way. Um, like maybe, I don't know, like maybe she feels more, I don't know, maybe I'll get in trouble for saying this. Um, like with Jonathan, maybe it's like more of the caretaker. And I think maybe she thinks Steve is a little more caretaking. I don't know. You know, there's a, it's a funny thing, especially for someone who's so like, um, you know, gung-ho and, and kind of like controlling sometimes. I could see that. With that in mind, in a sense, so whether whether it's Steve or Jonathan or literally any single main character in this ensemble, and this is more theorizing because I know you guys, like they haven't even finished scripting season five, but going forward, in your opinion at this point, who do you think Nancy would have the most to gain from in terms of another character she could spend time with? You know what? I think I think Nancy and Robin is it's a really fun dynamic and they're so different, but they're both very smart um women, which we love that. We love to see it. We love to play it. It's that was that was a really we were both really excited about getting to do that this season. Uh and I think it's been, I don't know, from what I've seen, like people seem to enjoy it as well, which is which is nice because I, I I think it's that's it's it's a nice gratifying um, relationship dynamic. Count me as one of those people. 
I have to ask you about working with Maya. So you're working with an incredible ensemble for years, but what is something about her in particular that makes her stand out as a scene partner that you really appreciated? Oh gosh. I mean, she, she works. She's, I mean, she, you know, she's very talented. Um, and I think especially in this, this role is really funny because it's such a, she has so much dialogue sometimes to fit in this little chunk and just in a very like Robin way. And she always nails it. Um, but she's just, you know, she's just, she's just lovely to play with. You know, she's very giving. There's, it's, it's, she's really fun to watch. She's, she's really fun to kind of play off of. Um, she's very present with it. And that's just such a, you know, that, that's such a, a gift to, to be able to work with. It is a true art to be able to combine suspenseful moments with more humorous beats like she does. I don't understand how she makes those work, but all of her one-liners land. But she does, and they do, right? Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Really incredible. Um, jumping into a specific moment now in episode eight, what was it like for you trying to figure out how much fear to exude when Nancy comes out of Vecna's uh, mindscape where he basically explains to her what is going to happen? Because after she explains to the group, then all of a sudden she goes back to that fight. So how do you figure out how much fear to convey while also being able to make that pivot back to Nancy wanting to step up and take him down? Yeah, I think... It's funny. I, I think Nancy really does um, compartmentalize a lot of emotions. You know, I think since season one and everything that they've been through, I think her sort of coping mechanism is just like logic and focus and yeah, and fight and just like, you know, not accepting like that as a reality. Like I can't not like letting herself crumple into her feelings. And I think with the whole Vecna journey, you know, it's like this, this thing of like, she, she, she knows what's going on. It's still like scary, but he's just trying to trick her. And there's a lot of, you know, so she, I mean, she's very smart. And I think, you know, like there's a little bit of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, sh shifting of like, that was insane, but also what can I do about it? I think that's, you know, since season one, it's like, okay, this is, this is, this is wild. This is scary. This is heartbreaking, but like, what can I do to like change that outcome and like to change this feeling in myself probably um but yeah she's funny yeah she's 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 pretty tough i think with with her herself and her emotions i feel like i aspire to be like nancy in the face of challenging moments where i process it realistically but then i'm like okay now what do i do in order to fix this yeah no she's got a quick turnaround for sure that wouldn't be me at all i died i like tend to really crumple in the face of, of uh, adversity sometimes. <laughs> uh, I got a little touch of that myself. All right, so now taking that kind of an idea and applying it to the very last shot of you in uh, Stranger Things 4, where they're all standing there and they're basically looking at Hawkins and the upside down side by side. Again, I know you don't know anything about what's to come in season five, but when you're playing a beat like that and you have to you know, give off a certain expression so that we know how she's feeling, what are some of your goals for a moment like that, especially with the balance of, you know, terror of what could come, but also that fight that I love in Nancy so much and I want to see more of? Yes. I mean, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a funny day. Not to, I mean, it doesn't, you know, spoil the, the sort of um, 
that world of it but it was like it was it was an entire day to shoot that one scene of being on the hill and looking into the distance and obviously what we you know what the what the shot is that you see in the show is not what we're looking at so you know it's kind of like imagine this so we're all standing on this like very very hot hill all day just like looking at this line of trees imagining like something terrible so i'm you know so which moment they catch on camera you never know um but yeah i think it's it's you know for nancy it's um you know there's a moment of of shock i think you know there they i think maybe prior to that there was a like a little bit more calm or a little more faith and hoping that things would work out and then seeing that is just you know a big uh like oh no um but i'm sure you know in her mind it's it's an oh no okay what are we gonna do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I look forward to that yeah. all right i'll end i'll end with this one at this point in the show after everything they go through in stranger things for what do you think nancy's biggest weakness is i think sometimes you know, with that compartmentalizing, I think she can block other things out. I think, you know, for example, in this season, I think she was pretty reluctant at first to, to get on board with Robin. Um, you know, it's kind of like happened and she, you know, decided to go along with it and then got, you know, rewarded out of that, that dynamic and really figured things out together. So I think sometimes she does have this thing to think that she's right um, all the time, which I think has served her in the past. But I think you know, sometimes that is a bit of a blinder to other ideas and, and people and, and ways to go about things um, and, you know, other people's emotions sometimes. Uh, so if anything, I'd say that's probably, you know, for me, that's one of her biggest drawbacks. All right. Well, season five comes. I'm really looking forward to her tackling that and also that that giant situation that's oh, in front of her. Yeah, that, that giant flaming <laughs> hole in the ground. Yeah. I must let you go, but I need to thank you for your time today and congratulations. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished, but wow, like to see a show like Stranger Things just come out so damn hot and then really keep the bar that high through four really complicated seasons is, is something else. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's such a, it's such a team, you know, it's everybody who works on the show just is so committed and so talented. Um, so yeah, it's really such a group effort. Just very proud to be a part of it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 